Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Episode 581. Help! My teenager doesn't care. Thank you so much for joining me today on the show. I am very excited to talk about this because I hear it so often from the parents I work with. I see it online. I see it everywhere. Parents really are at their wits end with regard to the their teen, particularly teenagers, lack of motivation and lack of seemingly caring. So I'm going to go into this in a bit of detail and hopefully it will help you. But the one thing that I will tell you never works is fighting and arguing with your teenager over their lack of motivation. We have to look beneath the surface. We have to actually get behind it. So ask yourself, what do you think is driving your teen to not care? What do you think is driving their lack of motivation? And when you get there, you might, your your curiosity will be piqued and you can perhaps begin to see more clearly and get some clarity around what is happening. And, you know, this is, it is such a specific thing to specific kids that there's no you know, cookie cutter approach to this. And what I'm saying, I am generalizing, but it's not to say that there are other things that will come into play in your lives with your kids. So always take that into account that, you know, I could discuss how to motivate a a 14 year old girl with a parent today. And tomorrow I could help parents try to motivate their 17 year old son. And the, the, the kind of foundation will be sim- similar, but I, we have to actually put it in, in your context, in the context of the, the unique situation you're in. Because every child is different, every parent is different, and every situation is different. Even if it's just this ubiquitous, my child is unmotivated, they don't want to do their schoolwork, they're not inspired by anything, they don't want to get out their beds, they want to just laze around the house and do nothing all day. We have to understand that this is a, it's a, an adapted behavior to, to life. And so what is it and why? Why is your child unmotivated? And trying to find that why is really key. And, you know, I'm recording this off at the back end of the pandemic and a lot of kids are feeling particularly unmotivated. They've had to spend years now online at school. They've been separated from their peers physically 
for long periods of time, they've not been able to go to their regular sporting activities. So you have to look at it in context. So it's neither wonder they're slightly unmotivated. It's neither wonder they seem to not care. Because at the end of the day, most of them are probably fed up with the situation that they're in. Now, where does that leave us as parents? I think what we have to do firsthand, as I, I mentioned, is not fall into the trap of arguing with them over it. And looking deeply, looking beneath the surface, think of the iceberg. What you see is lack of motivation. I don't care. I don't you know, want to go to school. I don't even want to go and play hockey or, or field hockey or baseball or tennis. They just want to lay around. And usually when they're laying around, they're on their phones. So we have to look at what is driving that, what's beneath the surface. And I truly believe that in most situations where kids say, I don't care, we can, we can translate that to, I am scared. And now when we do that, it takes on a whole new dimension. It, it allows us to perhaps become more compassionate and empathetic towards them that they're perhaps scared. They don't know how they're going to cope. They don't know how they're going to do the work. They might have a project that's that's due or an assignment that's due and the task seems huge to them and they can't figure out a way to do it. They don't believe they'll have time to do it. So the easiest answer for them is, well, I don't care because it, it kind of, if they say they don't care, they're hoping that's going to be a good enough excuse for whatever mark they might get on the assignment. They'll say, well, I didn't care if I did it or not. So of course I got a D or yeah, I got a C, but hey, I really don't care. So when we look at it in terms of I am scared, what does that open up? Um, and, and we need to go, I think, down that route. So Many parents say, well, my kid just locks themselves in their rooms. They are online all the time and they don't want to help with any of the chores. They won't walk the dog. They don't even want to come and sit at the table. Well, there does, I do believe there have to be certain boundaries and certain limits. And as parents, we have to look at what are my, what are the minimum requirements for this teenager to live in the house? And every, all the minimum requirements will be different. There'll be some homes where the minimum requirements are considerably more than other homes. There's no right or wrong, but you have to work out what are the minimum requirements here for you to live with us and us to hopefully live in harmony. And then it's not enough just to have them listed. You have to actually see them through. You have to use consequences. And we then have to have consequences that are relative to the behavior. So, you know, it's very hard when we're wanting our kids to perhaps do homework and they are spending too much time on their devices and that is the distraction and pulling their attention away from their homework. So we can't just take away the computer. And I see this and hear this all the time. I hear parent coaches and and um, counsellors and things saying, well, we'll just take away the computer, take away the phone. But the kids need their computers. 
They and sometimes need their phones in order to do their homework. So what I think they need help with is is um, prioritizing things, and it might mean it might mean and you know we have to have a little bit of spare change to do this, but it might mean that they have two laptops, or it might mean you take their laptop away and get them to do their homework on your laptop, because at least you're on your laptop, you can stop them signing into various online accounts that are going to distract them. Now, any computer has the worldwide, the, the Chrome and Safari, so they can search anything up and become distracted. So I do recommend that they do their homework in common places so you can keep an eye on them. Now, obviously, we can do that much easier with a 13-year-old than we could with a 17-year-old. But I do believe there's a way for us to try and help them care. We want them to want to care. So how do we get them motivated to do something they don't want to do? I believe every child is motivated to do something. And most of them are motivated to resist what they have to do. They're highly motivated to do that. They resist the homework, resist getting up, resist getting off their phones. So they're motivated to stay on their phones. So let's look, try and find a way or try and find something that they are motivated to do, even if it's TikTok, and ask them, what is it about TikTok that motivates you? What is it about it that inspires you? And listen to them. So ask these questions to help them understand that actually they are motivated. They do have motivation, but they just need to channel it into uh, in, in a different direction and use the, the motivation they do have and the, the skill sets they do have to try and take it onto a different path. Like, okay, I'm motivated to be on TikTok or Snapchat because it's fun. I'm with my friends. Um, it's the, there's always something to laugh at, to look at, to tap on, to scroll. And I like that, they might say. You say, okay, so how can we take, how can we make doing your history uh, assessment, assignment, more fun? And maybe if you can, if they can get together with a friend, maybe you could say, well, bring it, why don't you get Jessica to come over and do your, do your history project together? So you're with somebody that might be something that motivates them. And when they're with each other, they might be able to do it, make a better job of it. They might say, well, I'm really motivated for softball because I'm part of a team. I really like the coach. And you might say, well, why do you like him? They might say, well, he doesn't shout at us. He doesn't nag at us. He's really encouraging. You go, hmm, he's encouraging. How could I be more encouraging? And help them see beyond the history assignment. Say, you know what? It's one of those things you signed up for history or you have to do history. It's, so we, you just have to get through it. But how are you going to get through it? What is it in the history? Where's that taking you? And go a little bit further and they might say, well, you know, I, I guess I have to have it to make the application to the the college or that I need to attend. You go say, yeah, and it's a real bummer. It's tough. It's hard. It's lots of work. It's lots of reading and research. And I know you don't love it, but it's a means to an end. Help them, remind them that it is something they have to do to get to the next step. 
And, you know, we have to get creative in trying to work out why they're saying they don't care. We know they care. They, of course they care. And I think another useful thing to say to them is this, you know, I understand that physics is a bit of a drag and you don't really enjoy it, but you want to do engineering. So it's kind of a means to an end. But can you see that you just have to somehow buckle down and do it because it's going to get you where you want to get in the end? And if they, then the physics assignment's too much, help them chunk it. Help them understand that actually in their minds they think it's an awful lot. I do this with my son all the time. He thinks what he's got to do is going to take him six hours. But actually, if I sit down with him, I help him see, well, actually, it'll only take maybe an hour. Where are we going to find the hour? And within that hour, how are you going to chunk your time to spend 15 minutes on this piece, 15 minutes on that piece, and so on and so forth? So I think we can help them and motivate them to become a bit more motivated in things that they, they fundamentally don't like. The other thing is, you know, there you, you might say, well, your university just says you have to have physics and so you have to do it. But what nobody likes, no university application system or the careers guidance counsellors or, or the teachers at school, nobody likes someone who quits. And if you say you don't care and you don't do it, you're effectively quitting and that is really going to um, cause you a problem later on down the line. So what can you do to try and not quit? Quitting is, it seems like the easy option now. Yes, you could totally chuck physics and give up math. But you know you need math. So I don't believe that you really want to quit it and give it up. So I know that beneath that, well, I'll just quit it. I don't care. Beneath that, you do care. So help them understand the why, help them see the big picture and use, be empathetic towards them. Say, you know what, I know I feel the same. I sometimes say, well, I don't care, but in fact, I do care. Or I, I find it very difficult to motivate myself to go and do something that I'm not really that wild about, but I just have to do it. So Help them understand that you understand that you have their back, you're on their page, you totally get it, that you experience this in your life. Help them see some of the things that that you do that you really don't want to do, but you know you have to. You know, you might say to them, you know, I don't like doing everybody's laundry. I It takes me time. It's It's not that interesting. I don't enjoy having to separate and pull out all the sweaty socks that are in a knot, put them in the machine and take them out, put them in the dryer, sort them. I don't like doing that, but I have to do it because if I didn't do it, the laundry is going to pile up and you guys are going to go to, to school and you're going to smell. So I, ha I have to do it. And there's many things in life that we don't want to do that we really don't care that much about, but we have to actually do it. We can't quit. So there's so many ways that you can discuss this with your teens. And remember, never to discuss all of this in the heat of the moment. In the heat of the moment, don't get drawn into the power struggle. When they say they don't care and they start arguing, drop the rope. Don't argue with them. Just say, you know what? I'll come back and we'll speak about this later. You seem really wound up about it now, but you do have to do your homework. 
but it seems like you need a little bit of time just to cool off. And then leave them for a bit and perhaps go into their rooms half an hour later and say, how are you doing? How are you getting on? And they might then say, mom, you know, I care. I just don't want to do it. I hate this. And you don't say, well, you just have to do it. Say, I know it's really hard. Be empathetic. Be compassionate. Ask them if there's anything you can do that will help. Can I help you in any way? Yeah, well, I just want you to do it for me. I'm like, I'd love to do it for you, but that's not going to help you. And I want you to help yourself. So there'll be things you can do to help them, but things that you can do that will totally disable them. So help them see and differentiate between the two that you're not just not helping them because you don't care. You need to show them that you care deeply, that you understand, that you want to help them and you're on their side. So I think getting getting beneath the 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 behavior and not just coming out with because I told you so you have to do it use a bit of empathy and see if that will help you and you know use what does inspire them and motivate them to encourage them to do the things that don't inspire them and motivate them quite as much and tell them it's okay to not love physics or not love history but you know, if it's something they don't need, but you think they're going to need it, then examine that. You know, if they if they say, I don't want to, to do science, mom, or I don't want to do engineering, it's dad that makes me want to do it, then you need to look into that. Because if they're being forced to do subjects that they truly don't have any interest in, and they can't see the long-term gain from doing it, that's going to be very hard to motivate them and the wheels will come off at some stage. So we want them really to be doing the things that they, that are going to move them towards their goal, that's going to keep them with their agenda and we can then support them there. Now, there are times when, you know, I don't care and the unmotivation and quote unquote laziness could actually be a sign of something deeper. We know that anxiety and depression rates are increasing at alarming rates and we do need to be aware of this so if it is if you do suspect that your child is genuinely anxious or depressed um, then do seek the the services of a licensed medical professional to help you there and that could be difficult in itself because they might say well I don't care I don't want to go and see someone but your gut will know your intuition will know there's a difference between a kid that's just a bit unmotivated and I don't care than a kid who is genuinely suffering from anxiety and maybe even depression. So you do need to be able to differentiate between that. Um, and, you know, just using your compassion, using your empathy, using your, your good questioning skills, listening skills, helping them see that the project is not as overwhelming as they think it is, doing something to help them without doing it for them. All these things are going to help them and helping them see that, you know, there's steps to doing things. And often they're trying to get into step eight before they've done step one and helping them develop a process. So taking their focus off the end result, which is 
enormous and overwhelming, like how am I possibly going to get this um, assignment done, to looking at what step can I do now to move me towards that end goal. The whole, the end result is too overbearing for them. So what can they do that's going to move them towards it? So I'm, I've mentioned chunking breaking things into steps. And I believe that's where we can help our kids. That's where I see myself as being a kind of a PA for my my youngest who's still at school. Like, what can I do to help him move from overwhelm to being able to cope with this assignment that seems huge and he tells me he doesn't care about it? So I hope that's helped. I don't want to go on and on and on. Um, you can tap into many other episodes on my podcast about how do we encourage our kids? How do we get them to do things that they don't want to do? How do we say no? How do we use consequences? How do we set boundaries? All of these things come into play. It's like a puzzle and we need all the pieces to be in place for us to be able to guide, support and influence our teenagers and our kids into doing things that they don't want to do. And it can be difficult. So acknowledge that. Be compassionate with yourself. But just know that arguing with them and trying to control them will not work. They are really good at, at arguing back and then you find you're arguing for the sake of arguing and it's not going to help them at all. So what can you do to step out of the, the drama, to dial out of the argument, to control your reactivity? Because when they say they don't care, it's like an ignition within us to us exploding because we want them to care, but we can't make them care. So we have to get creative as to how we can help them want to care rather than just make them care. There's a big difference. So do tune into the other episodes and this is your last chance to join my one year long parenting group that will start on Tuesday the 25th of January. If you're listening to this as the podcast episode comes out early in the morning and you think, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. It starts at 1.30pm on Tuesday the 25th. If someone misses the first one, it's not the end of the world. But the I will put the sign up details in these podcast notes so that any of you who've been listening and thinking, oh, I'm going to do it, I have to do it, and there is time, then I would love for you to join me. But regardless of that, thank you so much for listening. If you know of anyone who needs some support in their parenting, do share uh, this podcast episode with them. Post the details of this on your social media platforms, help spread the word and help other parents who are perhaps challenged with different um, things in their lives as parents and to be better able to navigate life in the thick of it. That's what this is all about. And that's why I do what I do. So thank you for listening today. Till next time. Bye for now. That's it for today's episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it, please send me an email. I would love to help you. My email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com. And don't forget to take a look at the Parenting in the Thick of It family organizer that I created. It's an evergreen family calendar guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. 
It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organiser for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.